1: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Class Action is a production of iHeartRadio and Sound Argument. I'm Genesis Salinas. I am a tool at St. Mary's School of Law. My brother and I are driving back to the Rio Grande Valley from San Antonio, Texas right now, being surrounded by my family, my friends, all my relatives, especially for the holidays. It's just really great. And I also just finished my semester of law school. We finished our finals last weekend. So I'm really excited that my family is going to be all together again in the Valley. The Valley is just such a great place. I I feel like a lot of people don't know about it. People think that it's desert, or it's Mexico, or... I used to have a friend that had family in Oklahoma, and his family would ask him, like, do you guys see illegals running around? And I was like, what? Like, like that's so, like, people don't know. People would be like, oh, do you carry your gun everywhere you go? Like, is it dangerous? Are you scared? And, and it's kind of insulting. But we used to get questions like that, about how dangerous it was. But it's not. I feel safer here in the valley than I do in San Antonio. This
3: is my home. Or my family's home. I have dogs that <laughs> yeah, will be we working.
0: Yeah, so we have my two dogs right here. <laughs> we have um, my family has their pit bull. Oh <laughs> I don't know who's that's right. I don't know why my schnauzers bark a lot more than the poodle does. I am very close to my parents. We talk a lot. We all communicate a lot. I think, you know, my favorite memories were all of us sitting in the living room together, cracking jokes, talking about our day and things that bothered us, things we liked. My mom loves Christmas, loves lights and decorating, and she plugs everything in for the night. And then my dad goes and unplugs everything <laughs> because I don't know if he's just thinking like, oh, the light bill, you know, let me unplug them. I saw this meme on Instagram that showed like the horoscope signs in like order of most festive. And my mom's sign was like most festive has lights on year ro- year round and my dad's was like the Grinch. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> He's always unplugging everything. If my mom didn't decorate for Christmas, he wouldn't decorate. Like, he doesn't really care. He's not about that.
3: So that's this is what we have um, for Christmas. We have the puñuelos and we also have Christmas cookies.
0: Oh, there's also an oscum leche. Oh, you Oh, my goodness. We love that.
3: We love the con leche. Hi, my name is Maria Esther Salinas and I'm um, Genesis Salinas mom. Roscon
0: leche is like a Mexican dessert mm-hmm. with uh, white rice, condensed milk, cinnamon. And yeah, it's really good. I know some people will make it and then put it in the fridge or the freezer so that it's kind of like a jello pastry or like a flan pastry. But with my family, we eat it hot. Yes. We make it and then just put it in a cup so it's nice and warm. Um, kind of like the champurrado. The arroz con leche is more of a holiday dessert. So when Christmas rolls around, I always ask my mom if she can make it.
3: I added some sugar and now I'm going to add milk. So it starts getting the... This is the way we like it. We don't like it too dry. More like a... Con leche. Look Genesis, this is the way you make it. So if you want to learn, you need to be p- pay attention. <laughs> attention. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So I'm just gonna stand here and wait. <laughs>
3: so it'll be boiling. And yeah. it's so already. Can you smell it already? hmm It smells really good. And now we have arroz con leche.
0: Is it your testimony today that you recognize one of the defendants as one of the robbers?
2: The man that robbed me is that man sitting right over there, wearing that blue jacket and those brand spanking new glasses.
0: Your honor, may I approach the witness? You may. I am handing the witness the 911. Being an attorney was always my dream job. And it's because all of my family came from Mexico And it was an immigration attorney that helped them complete their American dream. I don't even know her name. I don't know who she was, um, but she really inspired me. And so I'd like to be able to make that difference. I want to practice personal injury, but do
3: immigration on the side pro bono. You know, when she got accepted to law school and we cried so much um, because, you know, I remember telling Genesis when she graduated with her bachelor's, I said, Genesis, you could be a lawyer, Genesis. You could be anything you want to. You have the potential. Um, I believe in you, we believe in you, and we're gonna support you all the way, Genesis. Mm-hmm. We're August gonna be here for you. You know, I'm a teacher. You know, my husband, he works at a hospital, but we don't have a lot of money, but we told her, family, we're here, and, and we're your, your, you know, your support, so. It is, it is very emotional for us, for Genesis, to be in her second year, and uh, just later becoming a lawyer.
0: Hi, good morning.
3: Good
0: morning. Hi. How are you? Um, I became a Christian when I was little, um, but I think not until I started gaining my own independence that I wanted to um, get very involved. And I was trying to be a leader at my church, um, and my parents, everyone is a believer, but not a practicing Christian. And so they didn't understand why I wanted to be there, um, but I feel like church just offers a very loving community. It's awesome to have a community um, of people that have the same beliefs as you and have the same foundations. and. Um, that kind of just focuses on loving God and loving each other. Um, and I do think that when I become an attorney, I will you know, factor that in and take that into consideration.
1: Good morning, family. Good morning. Welcome all of you all to 11 a.m. Welcome oh. service. I want to welcome everyone.
0: I really love this pastor that he's going to give the sermon today. Um, I think he was in the running for lead pastor a few years ago, and he didn't get it because the other pastor had been here for 10, 15 years. But he is amazing.
3: Jesus is destined for a
1: painful purpose. Now, why is this important? And I know y'all glad y'all came to church on this day to talk about the painful purpose of Jesus because y'all, like, man, it's supposed to be Christmas. Y'all just saved joy to the world. What
0: happened? It's definitely different for like the Christmas season. Uh, It kind of made me think a lot more when he said, like, Jesus's purpose was painful, you know, because then you start realizing, you know, that, I mean, for one, everything happens for a reason, you know, and all the pain and suffering that you go through is for a reason. Um, And I feel like slowly, as life starts going, you start learning why things had to happen. Um, And so hearing that, honestly, I thought about law school. Law school is (laughs) painful. It's been, there's a lot of great things about law school, but it's been a really hard journey. You know, being alone, uh, being quarantined, studying for so many hours. It's It's been really rough going through it and then moving to San Antonio by myself. That was really hard.
1: Do you miss the valley?
0: I do. <laughs> it feels weird when I come back, like I never left. When I come home, I kind of forget about my life in San Antonio feels like another dimension like (laughs) like a false reality I don't know um yeah it's funny because in San Antonio I like it because you know I can go to the grocery store in pajamas and I don't know anyone over there and nobody knows me so it's okay I don't really care how I look where I go like anywhere I go but here even if I'm going to Walgreens or even if I'm going to H-E-B like I need to look Decent, Because I will see somebody. I know it. I will see. I will know the employees. Um, I started sending my medication to a different Walgreens. Because the Walgreens were my house. I knew everyone. I knew all like the pharmacy tax. I knew all the Walgreens employees. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, any medication. It's like I'd go to the pharmacy. And everyone I knew was there. And they knew what medication I was taking. And why. And how my appointment went. I don't know. It was just... It's weird. So I started sitting it to another Walgreens <laughs> where you don't know uh, people at. Um, but I love it. I miss it. I love San Antonio. If I get a job offered in San Antonio when I'm out, I wouldn't mind working there for a while, but my goal is to come back. Should we sit
2: here at the dining table <laughs> so you can all be like centered
3: in? Well, we're going to have dinner first. Uh, yeah. Here at home, we would like do the gingerbread like we're doing today. Okay, guys, so get ready. Well, we cut oh off. my God, we haven't so done this so in years. <laughs> so, you, you don't know out. what a buñuelo is?
1: Buñuelo is a fly, uh, fried uh, flour tortilla. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting the flour tortilla in the comal, you on put the stove. It. Yeah, right, in the comal. And Instead on the stove.
0: stove. Not everyone knows Spanish. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm uh, Arturo Salinas Jr. and I'm the father of Genesis Salinas. Yeah, oh, yes. When Genesis first started going to school, I remember in pre-kinder, she didn't know English. She didn't know English. Well, I took her to school and, uh, you know, I go pick <laughs> her up and, you know, she said, uh, no, she's not in this classroom. Said, why not? Because she didn't know how to speak English. So we put her in another class. And I was like, what? What do you mean she doesn't know how to speak English? And I had noticed because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I took to <laughs> We like didn't. That she knew. Yes, but she but didn't it was because know because her grandma was taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She raised so, her. So, so after that, you know, at night, I would be reading to her, mm-hmm. you know, stories, yeah. so she could learn English.
0: Because <laughs> 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 I, I her she being, didn't know.
1: She didn't know anything. At I was four
0: years
3: older. She was four and she didn't know because my mom took care of her <clears throat> and raised her <clears throat> since she was born, Gross. and <clears throat> and she only knows Spanish. What about okay. Christmas when you were a kid? Only mentioned it a
2: little bit. Did you it cel- Did you ever get to celebrate Christmas in Mexico? Mexico? Yeah. I did. That's No. Not Mexico. <laughs> no. Well, well, what was it like as a as a Hispanic household in the sixties, seventies? What was Christmas like for you?
1: You know, I didn't really experience it that much. Why was you know? that? I don't know. You know, uh, I grew up in a in a in a ranch. Oh. It was only about you know fifty houses. The nearest town was like twenty miles. We had no electricity, mm. <laughs> we had no electricity, up until like when I was uh, seven or eight years old and we didn't have no no resources, you know, it was very, very poor, we had no running water. What
3: was the food for Christmas? What, what, food, what would you eat? What you would know, your, your mom...
1: You know, I, I came to the United States when I was 10 years old, so...
3: But in Mexico, what would your mom cook for you?
1: uh, We used to farm a lot. We farm corn, beans, uh, squash, cantaloupe, watermelon. Mm -hmm. Whatever we farm, you know, that's what we ate. And, you know, my dad grew up being a shepherd. You know, uh, my grandpa had uh, like 200 uh, goats. So all the meat that they ate was goat. They, they would kill a, a baby goat like every, every week or every two weeks. And that's all they ate. Mm-hmm. And the beans, well, they grew the beans. The only thing they had to buy was, I think, rice and potatoes. Because the corn, you know, even the corn, you know, we used mm-hmm. to, you know, make the tortillas with the uh, nistamal. And my grandma, you know, had to moler the la, la, el nistamal. And then from there, she would make the tortillas. So everything, uh, you know, th- we, have, we almost uh, had everything there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't, I was not in a city like Estet, you know, Estet grew up in a city and they had more, you know, traditions, more resources. Mm-hmm. But where I, where I grew up, there was no, no resources. It was a small city. It was a small ranch, a small town. We had no electricity. And with that, <laughs> I remember the, the winters, that were cold.
0: My dad, every morning, he would um, wake up early before school and make breakfast. Um, But he would make like a Mexican breakfast, like the chorizo and mm-hmm. chorizo and egg, or he would make migas, the tortillas mm-hmm. cut up with the egg. And so he used to get up and make all this fancy breakfast. And then sometimes we wouldn't eat it. And I wouldn't think about it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But like making breakfast for somebody, like takes time, you know? Mm-hmm. It takes time and effort. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he would make breakfast every morning and we would never eat it, like, it just makes me sad thinking about now. Like, it's it, sad. Now, if he makes breakfast, I'm like, aww. Like, uh, yeah, you're more aware. Yeah. You're like, aww, you are spending groceries on me. You're spending yeah. time to mm-hmm. wake up early and make food for me. Um, so now I make sure to eat every time. Even if I've eaten already, if I come from somewhere. No way. No, it's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Genesis has just lost the competition. Whatever.
3: Oh, no. her, her train, sorry, her gingerbread
2: train has quite I, literally I become...
3: I Ojo. It was an Ojo.
2: Gingerbread train wreck.
3: <laughs> you know that's the Spanish also. tradition. <laughs> tradition is, right? I believe. You, literally world. fell apart. The Ojo. I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, it looks so, so beautiful.
2: My name is Jay. I'm Genesis' uh, younger brother. I'm 20 years old. I'm a senior at UTRGV, and I hope to be a lawyer and go to law school just like Genesis one day. When we were younger, how we did Christmas was, uh, I I would say, you know, speaking about it, like from a Hispanic perspective was like, we didn't really open our gifts uh, on the morning of Christmas day, like I would see kind of like displayed in American culture. Uh, We would open them Christmas Eve, At my uncle's house, and we would all be gathered, us and our 25, you know, maybe 30 uh, person party. But yeah, we would we would open our presents together on Christmas Eve. Christmas, as we knew it, was more so like a night thing. We rarely woke up and opened our gifts on Christmas Day. We 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 made it a habit of opening them with our cousins, with our other family members uh, on Christmas Eve. We would like
3: open some gifts here because I would not take when we when we were younger
2: Mm -hmm.
0: mom and dad used to say like that the presents that we'd open over there my uncles were from them and then on the 25th when we woke up there was new presents and those were from santa um so for a while we did do both yeah (laughs) and one of our favorite holiday songs is called mi burrito sabanero I actually don't know what that means in English. What does that mean?
3: What does it mean? <laughs> Arturo? What? What does me burrito sabanero means? <laughs> We're too Mexican. Yeah, it's funny. It's like a, a Spanish song. Well, it's, it's not a Spanish song. It's a Christmas carol. Okay. And it's called, in Spanish, they're called villancicos. And basically a burrito, uh, how do you say burrito in English? A donkey? Yes. So, basically represents, uh, it's saying, "In mi burrito voy cantando y voy caminando. That's when uh, Virgin Mary, right? Uh, and, and she yeah. was pregnant and they were... They, she they, came in a donkey? Yes. They were On looking for... Yes. And it says, voy a camino a Belén. Okay. To Bethlehem. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, it's like, you know, it's all happy. Apresurate mi burrito que ya vamos a llegar. Okay. Right? So,
0: it's saying... um like talking to the donkey, like get ready, we're going to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. um, and it's a happy, joyful
3: song. Yes, because the because uh, uh, the baby Jesus was going to be born, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, belen Yeah, so this is the song. <laughs> it's a it's a Christmas carol
0: mm-hmm. in Spanish. Yeah, it's funny. We always sing it. I never knew what it meant.
3: Uh, this is like for us to—it brings us together, you know. Now that they have grown up, it's—it has gotten super, super busy. Uh, that you know, this is a, a way of just bringing all of us together. Like we're here, we're helping them, and you know, I really, I really enjoy this. We cried a lot. We were sad because <laughs> we're always together, but um, but we understand. Right?
1: right. Yeah, I, I, I guess because we think it's just temporary. Uh,
3: that's that's one of my dreams for both of them to work together. Um, graduate
1: from law school, graduate attorneys, yes, and open a law firm named Salinas and Salinas.
0: I really love coming home and catching up with everyone, um, and. I feel more free. (laughs) I feel more relieved. Um, Being in the Valley, I feel like myself again. I don't feel like a full-time law student under the same pressure. And I'm really um, excited to have this next month off so we can all be together again as a family. Class Action is a production of iHeartRadio and Sound Argument. Created, produced, and edited by Kevin Huffman and Lisa Gray. This episode had additional field production and was written by Kristen Cabrera. Executive producers are Taylor Chacoin and Katrina Norvell. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever
2: you get your favorite shows.